folks it is that time again time to start another podcast now i gave you the wrong number last time i know so many my phone was ringing off the hook with the number of people no no you got it wrong so this podcast is dixon jane's number 870 the last one misnamed 870, was 869. Okay? So, there's the house cleaning. We're done. You can relax now. 870. Welcome. It is a Tuesday afternoon, 2 o'clock on November the 16th. Uh, Kind of eh, grayish skies. I am parked here at uh, Thompson Park. Uh, I'm looking out at uh, people walking along the pathway. I don't think I'm going to. I didn't bring my walking poles. I'm in my uh, wife's car, Nalco's car. Nalco is back now. Uh, I picked her up last night. Her flight out of Vancouver was delayed about two and a half hours. So it was a quarter to 11, maybe, by the time we got home. Quarter, would that be right? Quarter to, yeah, 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 yeah. I do not like driving at night. Uh, Highway drive, not so bad, except you're still going, you know, 100, 110 kilometers an hour just to keep up with the flow of traffic. Um, But anyway, got there, waited, found her, and uh, home we came to a big pot of minestrone soup that I had made. Um, And it was good. There's very little of it left today. Everybody went back for seconds. Um, I started off. <laughs> I had I couldn't decide. I knew I wanted to have a meal ready for her when she got home. Originally, she was going to be arriving seven o'clock or something, and uh, didn't work out that way. Uh, if you've heard any weather reports on Canadian weather, you will know that Vancouver uh, rained the entire time my wife was there for one week visiting our eldest son. Uh, rain the whole time, and then, like, complete out-of-control rain uh, in the interior of BCD. Like, flooded roads, towns flooded, evacuations of Merritt, BC, which is a lovely town, a place I love, and uh, just absolutely chaos. So that may have accounted for the late flight. Anyway, moving on, back to the minestrone soup. I knew I wanted to make something for her. And so made a grocery list, looked, okay, what do I need to get? Got into the grocery store, clicked on my list, and it went from 16 items to one item. Like it, it, it had synced with the wrong list somehow before I left. And as soon as I opened it, bam, every item disappears. So I was shopping from memory. And then when I opened up the recipe on all recipes, whatever else happened... I got the ingredients, some of which I have, some of which I didn't buy, um, and I can't get the instructions for it. And on top of all that, I was confusing it because I was also going to make a chicken pasta. 
I got the two recipes completely mixed together in my mind. And in the end, just said, the hell, dude, you know what you're doing. Just, just put stuff in there. You don't need instructions. And I find that's how I do things better anyway. So basically, I ended up chopping up a lot of vegetables, uh, stir-frying some for, you know, sautéing a few, others adding to the pot, adding the broth. Just, you know, hey, throw in some mushrooms, why not? And um, it turned out to be good. Now, the only mistake, if you're interested in recipes at all, was I added these little nice little butterfly pasta things, forgetting that a lesson I should have learned before, because I've made this mistake before, the pasta absorbs all the liquid. And next thing, you've just got a, a mush, a pile of mush with no soup, no no liquid. So fortunately, I had a little more of the chicken broth left over, added that, and, uh, you know, made it look like a soup. So... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, it was good. So there we go. So today was uh, breaking in a new dental hygienist day. Um, And boy, oh boy, as soon as I sat down, I met her, you know, seemed very nice. I said, so what have they told you about me? And she says, nothing. And right away, I'm thinking, well, Gee, they're supposed to. You're you're supposed to know I'm really a patient with high high anxiety and easily stressed, and I have a gag reflex, so I have to tell her all that stuff before she even you know open gets my mouth open. I've got to tell her the whole story. Hey, this isn't going to be easy for you. And uh, anyway, by the time I left, I was laughing. I was ready to hug her, and uh, she was very pleased and. I, I'm making sure I get her again, and and it was it was it was delightful. It was delightful. Uh, even I, I laughed even when I was paying the bill. My uh, dental plan, Nalco's dental plan, pays eighty percent of the cleaning, which is nice. It's still forty six dollars. So you can imagine, holy shit, these cleanings are expensive. Uh, but anyway, you know they do fluoride and everything else. But uh, as I left, I noticed there were two little containers of pens. And I was thinking, oh, I need a pen. Is, are these freebies? And then I looked, and one pen, one container is marked clean pens, and the other one is marked dirty pens. Uh, dirty pens. So I asked her, what do you do with the dirty pens? Oh, well, you know, we sanitize them. You know, that's one of our jobs. And it just struck me as so funny to have, you know, at the counter... A thing marked dirty pens. Like, who's going to touch those? Uh, so, I, of course, I took a picture and posted it on Twitter. I haven't had any responses yet, but I, I thought it was. So, anyway, all in all, uh, an almost joyful experience by the end. The thing is, I do have this severe gag reflex. And she starts off, the first thing she does is she gives me something. She says, now, I've got my, I brought something of my own equipment from home. I find this works better. And I'm thinking, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're trying something new on me already that nobody else has? And she sticks this thing, you know, you got the drainage hose for when they clean your teeth with the high-precision jets and your mouth fills with water. Well, that water's got to go somewhere. So they stick a hose and they ask you to bite down on it. And you go, <laughs> okay, something like that. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whoa! Sorry. I'm happy now. I'm, I guess I'm happy because it's over the elation of surviving another trip to the dentist. <laughs> anyway, she sticks this thing in a, it's a clip. And it's, you know, first I'm going, okay. Okay, yeah, how's that? Okay. I'm thinking it's working well. And then I'm finding, no, no, hey, the gag reflex is starting to kick in. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't breathe. So she takes it out. She says, well, everybody has their own way of doing things. And I'm going, oh, okay. You're telling me this is how you do it. So she takes it out and she goes back to the old, just, all right, we'll just use the hose, you know. Here, bite down on this. <laughs> So, <laughs> hope you're enjoying my trip to the dentist as much as I am. Uh, anyway, by the end, you know, then that's done, and then it's just get the scrapers out, you know, like a caveman chipping away on a rock and uh, getting all the plaque off. And then they do, you know, okay, now there's the, you know, the flossing, and then the other, the, chlor- the brushing on the paste. And then another, oh, you haven't had a fluoride for a while. Let's do this, too. So, uh, anyway, that's what the bills add up to. But uh, anyway, it was all done. And now that that's over, I'm going to go home, have a little rest. And tonight, I'm going to the only cafe to celebrate your friend and mine, John Meadows turning 60. Yeah! John Meadows is 60 years old today. And very fittingly, he's choosing to have a little celebration, gathering of friends uh, at the only cafe. So I'm going to uh, use the public transit and uh, find my way to the only and uh, join John and his wife and some other friends I know I've met before, Niagara Falls or Niagara-on-the-Lake, uh, photography fans of John's. And, uh, and I will be buying John a beer compliments of Sue's Muse, who very kindly, when she found out, and of course she couldn't make it coming from Ottawa, said, please uh, buy John a uh, a beer for me. So I will do that. Uh, anyway, it's time, I guess, for me to get home. I told my wife it would only be an hour. Uh, yeah, Nelka got home and uh, slept in, of course, because she was on Vancouver time and has spent... The time that she has had, actually, listening to Japanese Enka music, old songs that old people would sing, and and it's it's kind of nice. Like I was really, I, I I really liked having it in the background. It was really nice to hear. But meanwhile, she's cleaning. She's redoing. Okay, it's time to change the centerpiece. The orange November Halloweenish design is gone. Out comes another. Obi, she uses Obi's down the center of the long table and setting up and just out comes the Swiffer. Even though my son and I spent yesterday vacuuming all three floors and cleaning the washrooms and raking the leaves and uh, taking down Tora's house and doing everything that I had on my list to do before my uncle gets home, she found plenty to do today. And that's just fine. So uh, all is well. She had a good visit in spite of seven days of and not just a little rain and then it clears up, uh, like nonstop rain the entire time in Vancouver. It's just been horrendous. 
this time. But now, especially, my God, those floods, roads washed out, people trapped in hope, can't go forward, can't go backwards. Uh, just amazing, uh, the uh, extreme weather. All right. So I guess that's it. I just wanted to get you started and get me started and get going on a new podcast. There goes a lady pushing her dog in a baby carriage. I see that sometimes here because the dogs, <laughs> I don't know who's going for the walk. If it's her or the dog, but uh, somebody's saying, yeah, I got to get out. The dog seems quite happy looking ahead. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's probably an old dog with rheumatism and, uh, there she goes, and it's it's kind of it's a wonderful thing, you know, people treating their pets so well. Our cat Yuki, of course, Tora is gone, and we're all sad about that. But I think we're we've just accepted uh, the five years we looked after him. He was he was made comfortable as could be. But Yuki has become now that she knows she's got the front door and the back door, which Tora used to guard and stop her from going in and out. Now it's just, you know, in and out constantly. And she knows to sort of run back and forth in front of the sliding doors to catch our attention. You're watching TV and you see this thing flashing by. What the hell's that? And you look up and there's Yuki. And then she gets back and lets out this meow. Hey, asshole, open the door. So uh, we do that. So, uh, yeah, she's become a lot more demanding about the food. Like, she's got all three of us. And she can be sitting comfortably on my lap, and then suddenly Daniel comes downstairs into the kitchen, and she thinks, oh, possibility of food. Bam, off she goes. So, all right, there you go. Scarborough Dude signing out from uh, Thompson Park. And my gosh, I feel so. I, I think it's just sheer relief of having survived another visit to the dentist. I didn't even see uh, Dr. Kamandra today, but she said she'd pass on her greetings. And, uh, uh, yeah, everything went just fine. Scarborough Dude, bye for now. Ding, ding, ding. I could uh, record from here, but um, I'm probably not going to.
suspension or the uh, road condition but uh, it makes uh, quite a noise driving along. I am on the bus now, the number 9 Bellamy and uh, I'll let you hear as soon as the light turns green we're at uh, Brimley and St. Clair I believe Anybody who lives in Scarborough be very familiar with those roads. Drop my cane. Next stop, Wilson Avenue. I made the bus by like one second. I got into the station and I, I had timed it to leave enough time, maybe 10 minutes. 
and then we got stuck at one station on the subway and it was very close and then of course I had to do stairs no escalators going down one step at a time takes forever uh, and so raced up to the bus platform saw the screen it looked like it was saying, yes, I read, the um, Bella Bay 9 would be going to town center in one minute. And I just bounced down those stairs just as the bus came in, and uh, I think I yelled a little bit, I'm going. But uh, anyway, here we are on the road. Maybe these roads aren't as bumpy. side seat now. We're on Eglinton. Here's the Tim Hortons. Oh, I know this route well. I drive this all the time. And the wonderful thing about this bus, the number nine Bellamy, is it stops at the top of my street, and I only have to walk like five houses down and I'm home. Oh, thank God I caught it. Otherwise, it was a 30-minute wait in a cold bus shelter. You've heard you've heard those terms before. You've heard me many times mention Bellamy Road and uh, the Eglinton Go Station. Now you heard it officially from the TTC. 
So that's bonus content, folks. That's bonus content. I know it's turned so well. It's got an advanced green flashing. No, it's a green arrow. It's a green arrow. So I'm going to have to be... uh, I I don't suppose I should keep this going while I'm finding my way home. I don't know. Maybe I should put it in my pocket. The way uh, Dave Brodbeck does and just keep talking. Yeah, we'll try it. What the hell? Can always cut it out. Recorders in my breast pocket now. I get to ring the bell, too. So you'll hear another bell on this show. You hear a lot of bells on the Dixon James podcast. But you'll hear a TTC bell this time. Not yet, though. Not yet. Be patient. We've got Grace, and then Nelson, and then My Street. theater folks thanks a lot good night and we're done I am on the top of my street. How good this feels. How good this feels. Now, it may be because after my third pint and the party finished, um, John and his dear wife were the last to leave. Well, I was the last to leave, but uh, we called it quits then. Um, I decided to step outside and uh, smoke the roach that I had left. And I think it's added a little something to the trip. I seem to be quite chippy. And uh, I'm kind of enjoying this whole feeling. In fact, why am I walking so fast? I'm on my street. I'm near home. Let's see. One corner house. Two. Yeah. Three. Four. Yeah, about seven, eight houses down. Oh, I got my mask on. I can take my mask off. Ooh, yeah, that's better. So used to that. Yeah, it's a quiet street. I can see my road trek, Sal, up ahead. 
Can you hear my footsteps? I don't know. Yeah, pretty damn, pretty damn lucky to, uh, my God, am I lucky, fortunate, fortunate, eh? lucky is not the right word, oh my goodness, here is my cat, my cat recognized me, one neighbor down, Yuki is thrilled to see me, hello Yuki, how did you know it was me, how did you know it was me, Yuki, eh, how did you know it was me, you knew me, didn't you, and all you're excited Oh, isn't that wonderful to be greeted? She's like a dog in so many ways, this cat. Oh, yes. Yuki, that was so nice of you. Now, Yuki, let's walk home together, okay? Come on. Come on. She's coming with me. She's coming. Yuki, come on. Let's go. I'll let you in. Yep, she's coming. She's running. How nice is that? To arrive home and be greeted, you know, the next door up by your cat leading you home. How wonderful is that? Now, come on, Yuki. Let's have a little rub. I'm going to sit on the front steps here and give her a little rub. She's in that. Yeah, Yuki. Oh, how nice. How nice to see you. And you're happy to see me because you know me. Oh, there you're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. It is just, it's just like a dog. She's just, she's just wonderful. She's all perked up, but she likes the night. Oh, there, rolling some leaves. Yeah. Come on, come on a little closer so I can rub your belly. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, now she wants to beat up. Beat up on me? Yeah. Ooh, get the claws and the teeth. Ooh, beat up on me. She's all, she's just fired up. The night, her senses are just on full alert. The smells, the sounds. Just the feeling. She's looking back and forth, looking for something. She hunts, of course. Yuki. Yeah. Come on, come on, I'll give you another rub. No, no. She's saying, okay, I've greeted you. Now I got my business to do. She's going looking in all directions for something. The ears are perked up. She's looking for hunt. She's looking for she'd love to find a little mouse to play with. How nice is that? Anyway, folks, I'm home now, so I'm gonna I am not gonna walk into the house talking. I'm still sitting on the front steps of my home here in Beautiful Scarborough. I love Scarborough. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm just so glad of the path my life has taken and <laughs> the path I have taken in life. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I try to be a happy camper, and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Things get in the way, and your head gets all bothered, and you're... Oops, somebody's knocking on my door. Who is that? No, maybe I was making too much noise. Anyway, I'll end there. Scarber Dude, standing out from his front steps. Bye for now. Yeah, a little bit of a competing background noise there. Just put uh, 
88.11. I had CBC for classical music, but then they went into talk mode on indigenous people and they calls for action. And um, I spent the morning learning about our indigenous people on a very wonderful course called, uh, I guess it was Indigenous Canada, uh, run by the University of Alberta on a Coursera. So if you look up Coursera, Indigenous Canada, and you're so interested, it's um, a project my church has taken on, my former church. Um, And... I thought I, I really should, because I am misinformed. I've, I'm sorry, I've mentioned this, I guess, on the past podcast. Anyway, I made more progress. I'm on to week two today. The videos are very interesting, and of course, spoken by Native people and Métis and uh, Native people, Indigenous people, sorry. It'll take me a while to uh, get it right, but um, it is the right course of action for me is to follow through with this, so I'm hoping I'll have the discipline I don't need to earn a certificate or anything, but uh, they sort of keep you on track and give you a timeline. And there are quizzes you you know you answer. So uh, I've got a little bit more to do to finish week two. Um, but meanwhile, I hopped into the road trek. I just yeah, right after lunch, I just want a nap. I just feel it's so natural. It just it's like a perfect perfect blend. A little food, sit down, relax. Now let's go lie down. And uh, I told myself, no, it's still nice out. And what happens often is I'll lie down at, uh, you know, one thirty, two o'clock uh, for an hour. And then when I get up and the sun's gone, it's not so nice now. So I compromised today. I said, no, just go sit in the road trek. You can lie down the back if you want. Or just chill, but uh, don't go, don't lie down and go sleepy buys just yet. Um, because the sun is still shining, and I'm sitting here, and of course, all the windows uh, all around me are, are showing a beautiful blue sky and sunlight. So, alright. Anyway, kind of shitty music in the background. I don't really need it. I've also got the engine on, and I've also got the um, generator running. Took, um,. Four start, four tries to get it started. You're supposed to run them under load, which means making it work. Like you know, I'm plugged in. That should be not plugged in. Just a generator running the heater or uh, microwave or something um, to keep them working properly. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just turning it on every month if I remember it, and. Uh, because I'll be staying in the driveway uh, later this month. Actually, next, actually, maybe a week today. Would that be right? Yeah. A week today, I'll be in um, near Welland, Ontario, uh, I think, uh, visiting uh, our good friends, yours and mine, Brandy and Brant, um, for a little, uh, a little gathering. And uh, that'll be very nice. Um, what else? It's, I said it's Friday, it's the afternoon, I've got, uh, oh yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, found not guilty on all charges. Now, if you were listening to this sometime in the future, you might 
be wondering, who the hell's Kyle Rittenhouse? And he's the young fellow. He was 17 at the time he killed a few men, I guess 18 when he went to trial, something like that. Uh, and today was found not guilty on all counts. He um, shot and killed two men and seriously wounded a third. Uh, not guilty by a trial by jury on all counts uh, because it was self-defense. Uh, there was a protest going on over a previous killing by a Wisconsin policeman shooting a black man, an unarmed black man in the back several times. I believe that was the story. Anyway, this brought people into the streets protesting. Young Kyle decides he's got to go there and defend property of the people who might be, you know, there might be riots and looting and so on. So he gets his mother to drive him into this next town. Um picks up his uh, automatic weapon and goes out into the streets and um, states that he was under attack and in self-defense he killed. <laughs> I laugh, it's not funny. Uh, these men, and yet under American law in Wisconsin in particular, where you're going to carry weapons, um, he was found not guilty, yep, self-defense. And, and my, my first reaction is just like horror, shock, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy goes there with the intent of, you know, well, defend, basically they said it was for uh, noble purposes, something along that line. Like, you know, defend people, to protect people. Uh, then it turns out when you, when, okay, sorry, it's just telling me to turn off my, uh, call it? I'm not going to. Um, part of the defense was that um, his father actually lived in that town and, and the gun was there he didn't drive from his mother's house with the gun, the gun was already there bought for him because he was underage by a friend uh, but there are video scenes you know, of him walking past the police you know, armed like this uh, I, I don't want to go into the whole thing it just, it just it shocks me, but they're saying, no, according to the rules, the jury did the right thing. The judge seemed, I only saw him on, on one clip, and he just seemed heavily biased against the prosecution. Like, it was, just, it was whoa, this is an unbiased judge? Well, it doesn't seem that way, but anyway. So he gave the uh, jurors strict instructions on what they could consider and they could only consider and nothing else, and uh, I guess maybe the um, prosecution didn't do as good a job as the defense did, and uh, so as of today, Carl Rittenhouse, this young man who killed two people and seriously wounded another, uh, cried tears of joy, as did his mother, because he is free to go. And it, it's partly like this country, America, it... it <laughs> It is, was, founded on violence, has a history of violence. And I, boy, you say this, yeah, but Ken, you've got American friends who might be listening, and you don't want to upset your friends. Well, they're nice people, um, and there's millions more are very nice people just like us. But somehow, within the DNA of America, there's a lot of violence, and, and in particular when it comes to the, the right to 
own arms and the threat of using them. Uh, and it just, it just to us as Canadians, like, hey, let's just talk it out, folks. Let's just talk it out. And put, put down, no, no, we won't have guns. We'll just, let's just talk this out. And it isn't to say we don't have violence and we've got gangs right here in Toronto and shooting each other and innocents being shot and so on, but uh, not yet to the same degree. And, and, and we also have our white supremacists. Uh, I maintain it's leaked across the border, but they're here. And there are people of that mindset. So, uh, yeah. Gosh, what do I do? Just park that? Dump that? Are we done with that? What do I say? Like, it, it's funny because I'm, I'm waiting to hear from the American listeners of this podcast. T- tell me something. Tell me what I missed. Tell me that this was fair and, and just and makes perfect sense. Because in my mind, hey, the guy went with this heavily armed walking down the street and shoots these people and he gets away with it and is this not you know just sort of saying hey open season folks anybody can do the same if you can prove it's self-defense antagonize somebody until they uh, they threaten to shoot you which apparently according to the defense trial there was a man who did have a pistol he wasn't allowed to have and he aimed at a uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, but I, I don't think that was the... I don't even know if that those were the three people he shot, or it was somebody else. But anyway, according to the uh, reports, they created a scene of chaos and madness, and anything could happen, and the poor fellow was just lucky to get out of there alive himself. And the question is, yeah, but exactly why was he there, heavily armed, walking the streets... And the seeing him cry the tears in court of like I didn't want to be here. It was pathetic. It was as pathetic as that rendition I just did. Uh, it, anyway, it's it's just it's, it's so you know again it, it's this. It's so much about that country. The fact that, yeah, they're, they, that, yeah, the Republicans could be holding power stronger than ever in not too long. Oh, maybe a bit of news of note. This is the first time in American history that a woman has been acting, you know, with, with all the presidential powers because uh, um, unlike Trump, uh, President Biden is going to have an anesthetic before he has a colonoscopy. Apparently, Trump didn't want to give <laughs> give up any power. Did not want uh, Mike Pence to take over while he was under anesthetic. So he said, "No anesthetic, just give me the colonoscopy." And uh, you know, if that's true, oh my God. Anyway, uh, Biden thought better of it. But no, I'll take. I'll, I'll knock me out first, please. Thank you very much. And so uh, his um, vice president, um, whose name just won't come to me, I picture her, she studied in Westmount, we know who she is, um, uh, Harris, uh, is has full powers, or did while he was under, I don't know if that's over now or not. All right, I guess that's it, I really don't have a whole lot to do. I've arranged to meet Brian and John for coffee next week, I've arranged to meet somebody else from my church next week. 
Um, my biggest question is, do I attend the Sunday service when they are having a speaker come in to a representative, a Joe somebody, of Listenology? It's a, an incorporated company, Listenology. And he is going to uh, get us to, he's going to talk and then get us to listen and exchange ideas about the future of uh, my former church, West Hill United. And uh, there's a part of me saying, no, 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 you're no longer a member, just forget about it. Another part of me is very, very curious to know what others might have to say. So uh, that will uh, remain to be seen and maybe I'll hold off uh, releasing this as a podcast until I've made that decision. Scarborough dude, all toasty warm now in the front of my truck. Uh, got the heater on full blast. Holy shit, I gotta turn it off. No, that's good. I mean, you need these things to work. Off you go there, buddy. And I can shut the engine off, leave just the generator running, and um, go listen to some music. Bye for now. I guess that's enough. Scabber Dude back at you on a um, Monday. A Monday, November 22nd. There's something significant about this date. Oh, Kennedy assassination, maybe? Yeah. Ugh. I'm in um, Colonel Danforth Park. It's a place I don't get to often, but I'm sitting in my car. It's cool. It's late in the afternoon. It's after 4 p.m. And um, it's lovely. It's fall, you know, leaves on the ground, but still quite a few trees with leaves. Uh, a great spot to wander if I had been here this morning. Maybe that's what I would have done. But uh, I'm uh, just coming back from a um, friend's place, visit him in his apartment, a man about 10 years older than me, but doing very well, all things considered. A uh, fellow who played a role in me buying a road track because uh, he wanted one himself and he found out I was interested and we got into the conversation and it seems within a very short time of that conversation, you know, from the very same sofa I was sitting on this afternoon, I ended up going out and getting my uh, road track and uh, not that much later, certainly within the same year, he went out and got himself a great big Class C, I guess. Uh, and he's just at the point now, his wife is not well and uh, probably not up for traveling where he's thinking maybe it might be the time to sell. And I'm sort of saying, yeah, if you're going to sell, now is sort of a good time because uh, new ones aren't available. And the one he's got is a beautiful machine. It's huge, uh, very comfortable, you know, like a, like a lazy boy chair in it and recliner and a bigger kitchen. They're just much bigger. Once you move from a class B to a class C. But uh, anyway, that's not what we talked about. We talked about my church. That's how I knew uh, this fellow, this gentleman. And we hit it off in the beginning. Uh, he had a very, very interesting life. Born in Cuba. Uh, grew up a missionary child. Uh, or child of missionary parents. 
Uh, so spent a lot of his youth in Mexico, like in remote villages. Uh, and was, of course, a believer all his life until uh, he wasn't. And uh, through a series of events, my goodness, he's uh, with his fourth wife. That always makes for an interesting story. I don't think he would mind me sending out these details. I'm not going to give any names right now. But uh, anyway, a, a, a friend who I really enjoy having good conversations with. And today I hadn't seen him for a while. I mean, COVID-related, I guess. So uh, we sat down and uh, just got caught up about what's going on with the church, why I've left the church, and several others have, and uh, and then on to other things, personalities, life, uh, you know, just a lot. So that, that was time well spent. Tomorrow, uh, my agenda is to head to the Only Cafe at 11 in the morning and meet Brian and John Meadows. Uh, Brian will be a new subject for uh, John's profile photos that he's taking from uh, the Only Cafe. All pictures have to be done in the Only. Uh, daylight, of course, is better. So that's uh, that's what's going on. And then Friday, whoa, all the way out to Welland or Thorold or somewhere out in the boonies to see our good friends, yours and mine. Uh, the Morrises. Got to try out my new uh, weed I bought yesterday. Tropic Thunder. Mm. Hope it's not too much for me. But uh, went in looking for gummies, and they just, the gummies were ridiculous. It, you know, it was going to end up costing you about $10 for one gummy with 10, C, 10 milligrams or whatever of uh, THC, which is just enough to give you a little buzz, but not really a whole lot. You know, that's sort of a minimum. Or you could get two gummies for five. And, uh, you know, hey, that's just not worth it. So I ended up buying some other some other stuff that uh, one of the salesmen directed me towards. Speaking of gummies, got one in my hand now. Do you mind if I chew one? I just need a little flavor in my mouth. Hang on. Mmm. Mmm. Thick and chewy. These are Carnaby mixed gummies. Full of artificial flavor. Oh boy! Wow, that's good. Sorry, I should have saved that. <laughs> you hear the squelching noise that you get with thick gummies. Anyway, while we're filling in time, one million seconds adds up to eleven days. Now, I actually used my little. Um, uh, calculator to make sure that was right, and that was pretty close to it. One million seconds equals 11 days. Now, hang on for this. Hang on. How long would one billion seconds be? Now, I don't know where I saw this, but I thought, i got to write that down. i gotta, I got to talk about that. So one million seconds is 11 days. Give your guess now. How long would... One billion seconds. And we're doing this because we hear about, oh, Pentagon spending million dollars. No, no, it's up to a billion or how many billion? Three billion for the the new, the American economy, what Biden is trying to pass. And so on. we're talking billions, not millions now. It's billions. So what is the real jump from a million to a billion? Now, of course, Dave Prodbeck uh, and his sort, his ilk, could do this in their head. 
I'm sure he's already done it the same way he does uh, converting liters to gallons. But <laughs> Dave Broadbeck, how long is one billion seconds? If one million seconds is 11 days, how long is one billion seconds? The clock is ticking. Ding, 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 ding. Sorry. Time is up. Your answers, please. If you got... 31.5 years, you are correct. Now, I haven't checked that one using the calculator, but I'm pretty sure if they're right on the first one, they're going to be right on the second one. A million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is 31.5 years. Holy fuck. Could that possibly be right? Some of you can go out there and check that. Let me know. If, if that's not correct, please correct me because I want to know. Uh, anyway, all right, we've done that. We finished the gummy. Moving on. Um, I've been watching. Today was a summary of the, uh, the trial for uh, Ahmad Aubrey, the murder, basically a murder trial. Uh, three men were accused of murder, one in particular of firing the gun and the others, I guess, accomplices. And today I listened, it was the summary of this trial. It's been going on for a long time. This was a, uh, a black man uh, killed by three white uh, citizens. Some might say vigilantes. Others would say, no, no, good citizens who were um, thought he was up to no good. And they, what they were doing was what they call, or the defense lawyers called, a citizen's arrest. Only it ended up with uh, him being shot. I believe more than once, I'm not sure. Anyway, and dying. So these men are on trial. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is I listened to the prosecutor this morning and thought, wow, she has done the most amazing job. She has really put the case out there. This could have been handled so many other ways. These men were just out to get this guy and... um, this was not. There was no reason for them to arrest. They, the police could have dealt with this. These people did not have the right. Had they not taken it upon themselves to make the decisions they did, this man would be alive today. Instead, he is dead, shot to death by men who went out with, with guns uh, and challenged him. Okay, so I'm convinced. Wow. They're going to get, they're, they're going to be sentenced heavy. Then this afternoon... I listened to the summary of the defense attorney. Holy fuck. Did this guy ever do a good job? And something, you know, which which should be almost black and white, guilty, not guilty. Honestly, if I was a jury member, I would have been completely won over by the prosecutor and then I would have been completely won over by the defense. I would not know how to call this because they just did. I mean, the defense had just boy, the pictures and timelines and who said what and when and who held the cell phone, who had the gun. What was Mr. Aubrey doing when they told him, you know, stop, you know, what was he reaching for in this vehicle? What else had been happening in the area at that time before this confrontation to make people on high alert and afraid for their lives? Oh, my God. The defense lawyer did an amazing job. So I'm very curious. I'm I'm, I'm watching this. And, of course, either way, 
a lot of people are going to be very unhappy with the outcome. Uh, and and it's just like the trial we just witnessed for um, the young, sobbing 17-year-old, now 18, who got off uh, for self-defense when he went out in Wisconsin with his, you know, rifle slung over his shoulder and uh, shot three people, killing two of them. He gets off. He's going to move. But already there's rumors about, you know, he's got a future ahead of him and uh, so on. He looks like a whiny, bratty little kid from a stupid family. (laughs) I don't think he should have got off. I think it's a ridiculous law. But according to laws in the States, you know, could you actually, unanimous jury, find him guilty? Um, They could not. And uh, he's scot-free. So let's see what happens in this uh, Aubrey murder trial and um, what that leads to. Because, man, oh, man. Talk about cranking up the tension in the United States of America. Holy fuck, that country is a powder keg. And again, I say that knowing I've got good friends and I, I feel for them. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, oh, my God, these are good people. And there's a lot more good people. What do you, how do you diffuse the situation? How do you How do you pull in the reins? How do you get back to normal? Then you get these crazy things going on like the smash and grab in um, California, San Francisco, where people pick a high-end luxury store and then swarm it. Cars parked outside, waiting cars, and then send in people with, you know, to smash the windows or just burst in during daytime and clean the store out against one security guard who can't do anything. Just help yourself. Take every fucking high-end jewelry item in the goddamn store and run out into the waiting cars and drive off. And it's a trend. It's a pattern. And, hey, you can't be in support of that either. Like, hey, this is looting. What the fuck, man? How how does a country get to the point where looting is a thing? This is, this is wrong, too. These aren't people, you know, stealing a loaf of bread to feed their starving children. This, this is just a breakdown in complete law and order. And just the, the social norms that should be in any society. Holy fuck. And then, Jesus Christ, are we not fucking finished yet? No! There's a guy in an SUV who mows down children and adults in a Santa Claus parade. Holy fuck, man! This is crazy! Jesus fucking Christ! Bring him back. Bring some peace to this land. Honestly. I mean, five dead, 40 wounded? Details aren't out yet. You got to turn on CNN tonight. Find out who is this guy. I saw the picture. Holy fuck, that guy looks like an idiot. But what was behind that? Well, he may have been shot. Well, what if what if it was an accident? Like police shot him in a chase and he's dead and his foot's jammed to the floor and he doesn't even know he's mowing down people. No, I don't think that's the I don't think that's how it played out. I don't know, but I mean it's and again it's Ken, are you watching too much news? Should you maybe back off a little? Because this isn't gonna lighten up. This is just gonna continue. 
what was it, the anniversary of the, uh, the school shooting, the two guys, just let's see how many people we can kill. They're going to do pipe, pipe bombs when they can kill hundreds. They didn't work, so they just took out their rifles instead and mowed people down. Columbine Massacre. Holy fuck! God damn! All right. This is deteriorated. This is not what you tuned in to the Dixon Jeans podcast for. This is not intelligent conversation. This is me just in stunned amazement. And, and it's just it's just like, wow, wow, wow. There's not even any room for sad or angry or unhappy. It's just, wow, stunned disbelief. Okay, I think I'm going to end there. I just, I mean, where do you go? I mean, do I try and calm you down? You, the listener, had to go through all that? I am sorry. Gosh, here I'm talking about a lovely, peaceful park, and I'm screaming. Things gradually getting back to normal in British Columbia. they got a long way to go, roads to fix. This is Abbotsford, the flooding, you know, all of that that happened. This wasn't, uh, well... It wasn't really man-made. This was like 40 days of rain coming down on these floodplains and uh, wiping out farmland and the dikes breaking and the levees giving in. And the next thing you know, they're uh, trying to get pickup trucks in to pick up their cows and haul them out. Meanwhile, all the little poor little calves have drowned because the water went above their heads. Oh, my God. This is a natural disaster. That maybe they should have been better prepared for, but still, it's not one person going crazy running amok. This is this is global warning. That's a whole fucking planet going crazy because we need all these toys, and you got to make them somewhere. And to do that, you got to do this, and on it goes. Jesus, eh? How do you, how do you, help me help me get out of this? That was, you know, that was a natural disaster. Boy, we can live with those, right? But uh, these, these, these other ones. No, no, global warming is man-made. We did it. We're responsible. Going to be more of those. We got a winter coming up. COVID's not over yet. The numbers are creeping up in Ontario, back to seven hundred cases a day. Holy shit! It's supposed to have gone down. There's a hardcore group, my son included, who will not get vaccinated. <coughs> That's another problem. Gosh. Well, I don't I don't know. I don't have an ending. Come back next week. Maybe there'll be a, a different song in the jukebox. Speaking of which, God, what is there's a song that I just love so much, and I tried to buy it today. I actually went to iTunes. I do that. I, I do iTunes. Um, I, I when I listen to um, Dave Broadbeck's podcast, I have to have Shazam handy so I can um, so I can know what he's talking about or what song he just played. Like I predict a riot by some strange name I don't know. Now, where is Shazam? I just had it. Come on, come on, come on. Shazam, tell me the song, the name of the song that I just heard that I... Oh, here it is. Shazam, Shazam. Tell me my history here so I can tell the boys and girls what song really turns me on. It's by J.J. Wild, Off the Rails. 
Rebels. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was enough. I didn't have to buy the whole song. I just love that song. It's on when I listen to 88 1, you know, it's just constantly being played. And finally, I was in my garage, you're ready to shut off the engine, and that comes on. Like, okay, quick, find Shazam because I can't make out. Who it's by, what it's what it is, and Shazam found it for me. Shazam! Oh my God! So uh, yeah, running off the rails. Isn't that? I don't know how you feel about it. I don't really care because it makes me happy. Oh, and here's the other one from uh, Dave. Hey, why don't I do that? Yeah, we'll end on some songs here. This is one I heard on Dave's show by the Kaiser Chiefs. Sorry for the abrupt ending, but uh, that's what you get. 
Okay, no, no, hey, don't want any more. No, thank you. So, uh, Scarborough Dude signing off <laughs> with a little music that uh, turns my crank. So, uh, thank you, Dave Broadbeck, for that. And uh, well done getting the uh, answer to uh, how long is a billion seconds. Well done, Dave. Uh, Scarborough Dude signing off. Come back next week and we'll have different things to talk about, okay? And it won't just be what's happening in the United States of America, I hope. Bye for now. to shine